Hey, it's Mastin. Welcome to the Mastin Kid Podcast. If you want to take your first step uh, on your trauma-informed journey, come to claimyourpowerbook.com and get my book, Claim Your Power. There are uh, a bunch of awesome free bonuses with that, including a 40-day coaching journey with me that will get you started on your trauma-informed path. Claimyourpowerbook.com. Enjoy. It's awesome. I put my heart and soul into it. And if you want to really start your journey to do your trauma work, claimyourpowerbook.com is the place to go to get my book, claim your power, and to get a bunch of free bonuses, including free coaching with me for 40 days. Please enjoy today's episode. Hello, and welcome to the Mastin Kip Podcast. I'm your host. Mastin Kip, and I am the creator of Functional Life Coaching, where we discover the root cause emotional blocks that are holding you back from success. And I'm also the creator of Trauma Hacking, helping you turning your nervous system into your ally, and the best-selling author of the book, Claim Your Power, and also a trauma survivor advocate. And this podcast is from my heart to yours. I'm going to share with you all kinds of different things, uh, different coaching uh, experiences that I've had with people, um, different parts of my life, maybe an excerpt from a seminar, different interviews with friends and thought leaders, all about how to get unstuck, how to hack your nervous system, how to turn your nervous system into your ally and really get the edge so that you can really live your dreams, uh, live your purpose, and most importantly, pay it forward. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. One favor I have for you is this. If you love this podcast, remember to subscribe to it. And if you feel called, please feel free to leave a review because reviews really matter, helps us spread the word and helps other people really discover this podcast. So if this was valuable to you, please feel free to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. And if there's anything in this episode or any episode that really strikes you as an aha moment, shoot us an email to hello at mastinkip.com. Tell us which episode it was and about what time, uh, the breakthrough was in the episode so that we can really know because I'd love to hear from you what your aha moments are. I love hearing that. And my team loves hearing that too. So without any further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Mass and Kip podcast. So we're going to break some of those rules. And some of those rules mean you got to step into your gifts. And you might think your strengths are your gifts. And there's people hear this all the time. Gift versus strength. Gift versus strength. What's my difference? What's the difference? People think that their strengths are their gifts. They're not. They're different. Let me explain. Okay? Gallup defines strength as the ability to consistently provide near-perfect performance in a specific activity. That's what a strength is. You can consistently deliver near-perfect performance. So let's just say that you learned how to be a bookkeeper. And you can do that bookkeeping shit real fucking good. Would that be a strength? Yeah. What if you're an accountant? And you can account. Is that a strength? What do you think? Yeah. How many people are in or were in, and this will include myself, a soul-sucking job? Anybody? Okay. Was there shit you were good at there? Like strengths? Like what were they? Say what? Database management? Workflow? What else? Selling shit? What else? Investing? Say what? Social work? Thank you for your service. What else? Nursing, what else? So nursing, so like phlebotomy and shit too, like IVs and stuff? IVs, yeah. Right in? 
Don't give people embolisms, please. <laughs> I know you won't. Just kidding. Right? Who here feels like there's some shit that you got really good at at a soul-sucking job you don't want to do anymore? Anybody? Keep your hands up. Look around. Okay. What this means is what you got good at at that soul-sucking job to earn is a strength that you developed probably because of your attachment pattern. Let that sink in for a second. They told you to get a job, da 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 Right? Very rare is it someone goes, oh my God, you're a creative genius. Let's just nurture that and see what happens intuitively. <laughs> that shit's rare, right? Sir Ken Robinson is leading a movement of unschooling that kind of brings that up. You got a little bit of that in the Kip schools, not mine, but cool name. Same thing in Montessori, it's there a little bit. What? Which part? I say a lot of words. Oh, yeah, so you could, it's highly possible that you, got, you created strengths or skills at a job, and you got that job because of your attachment pattern, but it's not the shit you love to do. Like, I was really good as a music manager helping other people make their dreams come true. Sort of what I do now, a little bit. But the shit I hated was like the fucking worksheets, Excel files, keeping files and shit, the worst. I loved hanging with the bands, going on the road, finding new talent. I hated all that fucking paperwork shit. Still do. I remember freshman year of college, I walked in to my accounting class. I sat down, I opened the book, the professor started talking, and I walked right out. I was like, I'll get there in my senior year. <laughs> in liberal arts, I'll just do my senior year this class. And I never went back because I dropped out. Guess what? I hire accounting now. And guess what? The only accounting I need to know is how much did we spend, how much did we make? And is that number accurate? And if that number is accurate, all the accounting, accounts receivable, payable, layable, whatever the it is, right? They can figure that shit out. Right? And what's ironic is the person who's our controller, she's kick ass. She has the masters, not me. And guess what? She wants to do more meaningful work like this. Right? So the idea is, is that maybe your strengths are strengths, but they're not gifts. And I'm not saying that you're bad. I'm just saying that, it's, again, it's like leg, no leg day. You didn't do legs. Right? And a lot of people, when we start to figure out what their gifts are, like, oh, I couldn't do that. It's not my strength. Well, why the f- is it not your strength? What do you think? You haven't tried it yet. You stuffed that shit away because someone told you to. And you said, okay. And so now we get to discover what they are. And guess what? You can turn your gifts into your strengths. What is a gift? By the way, the previous source of Gallup, this is the new source. That's how I define it. A unique talent or capacity that when grown in service to others creates sustainable freedom, fulfillment, and joy. Meaning you fucking love to do it. What would you say, based on your observation of me, is one of my gifts? Talking. I can talk all fucking day long about stuff I care about. Otherwise, I'm silent. Teaching. But about what? What I'd love to do, like trauma stuff, attachment stuff, business stuff, helping people be rebels profitably, <laughs> right? Listening, watching, observing body language, right? Getting to what's really going on with somebody. The shit that I always got in trouble for as a kid. Nobody wanted to answer the question, why? You ever notice that? Why? 
Kids who answer, ask that question, please encourage them to keep asking that question. Never stop asking that question why. It's the most important question. If you ask that question enough, you'll probably find the God particle. Because it's the root, root cause. Root cause analysis is everything. If you want to know the number one skill set moving forward, root cause analysis, to figure out how things work and put them back together, make them function better, that's the name of the game. Root cause in functional medicine, root cause in trauma work, root cause as an entrepreneur, root cause is the name of the game. That's where the world's going. Why is the most important question? But when I was a kid, unintentionally, they told me, don't ask that question. In fact, I remember when I was like 12, I had moved back to Lawrence, Kansas, and I went to a very specific school because I wanted to play on a baseball team, and I had to go, in, I had to, go to school in a specific area to get on the baseball team. It was called Douglas County Christian School. Yeah, I didn't know what that was. Like, Christians are cool, right? Especially in Kansas. So, and I was 12. I didn't know. I just wanted to play baseball. And I was raised by a biologist. I went, to, I went to a Presbyterian church. I learned the Bible, went to Bible study, but I was raised by a biologist. I was talking about quantum physics and all that stuff, like, from my, my parents treated me like a PhD from like when I was born. They just talked to me about all that stuff. I was always around my father's like carabiners and experiments and all that type of stuff. Always around it. And we always talked about Darwin, quantum physics, protons, electrons, all that shit. And so in 12, when I was like 12 or 13, I went to Douglas County Christian School science class. And they said, okay, guys, uh, science and uh, take out your Bible. I'm like, oh, do we pray before science class? Okay, cool. And they open up to Genesis. They start reading Genesis. In the beginning, God, blah, blah, blah. By the way, that's the most important words in the whole Bible. In the beginning, God, end of story. <laughs> that can start and end there. But the point is, is that I was like, why are we reading more now about science in this? And they talked about day one, day two, and all the different days. And then, you know, that's how the earth was created a few thousand years ago. And then, and I'm like, is this the science part? I'm 12. This is the science part. And I just kind of raised my hand like. And poor Miss Henry. <laughs> poor Miss Henry. Uh, yes, son? Uh, Miss Henry, I'm confused. Where's the science? She, you just see the look on her face like. She goes, well, this is the science. I go, no, wait, wait. Are you saying that? A couple thousand years ago, this happened literally in seven days? She's like, yes, son. I go, you must be confused, Miss Henry. Have you heard of evolution? I had no idea about all the evolution, creationism shit. I was just 12, right? I go, you know, Darwin and stuff? And she's like, oh, no, we don't believe that. I go, well, hold on, Miss Henry. Just hold on a second. I started, like, pushing back, <laughs> okay? 12 years old. And I go, Miss Henry. Let me ask, let me just, let me think about, let's think about this for a second, guys. Let's, I'm talking to class now. <laughs> Natural teacher, right? I go, think about this. Okay, the Bible was written like 2,000 years ago-ish. 2,000 years ago. We didn't know what electricity was. We didn't know, like, how to fly airplanes. We thought that the only thing you could, that could float is, like, wood, you know, and, like, don't you think that this Genesis book, I mean, it's beautiful, but don't you think it's maybe, like, a metaphor to describe extremely complicated scientific process to simple farmers and sheep herders? And I was expecting applause. I've united the theories. A metaphor for complicated science explained to you know, very simple-minded sheep herders. I was expecting them to go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. What'd they do? Miss Henry, 
go to the principal's office. I'm like, why? What do you mean, the principal's office? You need to study evolution. Go to the principal's office. I'm like, okay. So I go to the principal's office, and they kind of were just like, don't do that. And I was like, what do you mean don't do that? And I started, I was pushing into it. My parents had to come get me. It was the whole thing. So I was like, guys, I had no idea the forces I was like up against and like all of the stuff. I just like, science metaphor makes sense. When I was leaving, I was expecting compassion from Christians. Because in the book I read, it said, turn the other cheek. I heard that at Bible study. They called me monkey boy. Yeah, monkey boy. Like, ooh, ooh, ooh. They made fun of me. I was like, you know, I'm not going back to that f***ing school. Because that's not the Christian I know. That's not the Christian I am. And for a long time, I turned my back on Jesus, on God, on everything because of the people. I didn't realize there was trauma and all that type of stuff and dogma. I didn't know about all that. It was just like I just was trying to be earnest. And for a long period of time, I shut that part of myself down that could see things differently. 12 years old, guys. Right? And it was scary to speak up about that type of stuff again for a long time. Do you think that insight was a gift? Yeah, it kind of makes sense. It's like complicated science to like a metaphor. Like, okay, sure, yeah. That's kind of how all religions are. They're all true, just not literally true. They're metaphorically true. They're all metaphors for something that's really unknowable. Who follows? Does this make sense? So that gift of insight was very powerful, right? And we tend to take our gifts for granted because they come easy. I don't have to try to have insight. I just notice shit. Just come, just there. I see stuff all the time that I'm like, how do people not see that? Anyone else have that? That's a gift. Maybe you feel things or hear things. Maybe you can intuit things. Right? It comes so easy, you discount it. I discounted it for a long time. I was like, wait a minute. You're telling me that like, it's hard for people to like, look at facial expressions, tone of voice, body language, and kind of tell if someone's telling the truth or lying, and then get to the, the root of why they really are the way they are. That's, that's, that's not normal. That's easy for me. It's like, pfft. It's just there. I think it's part of the agreement of why I'm here. Right? But a lot of times, like, no, no, don't do that. Do this. Anyone ever have an experience like that? Yes or no? Yeah. So we've minimized our gifts, okay? Now, with practice, you can turn your gifts into strengths. I have practiced the gift of insight over and 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 over again all the time. But it takes practice, and practice is built over time. You can't just be Michael Phelps because you dove off the board once. You have to practice all the time. You have to build the pathways. You have to co-regulate with people who believe in you. And you have to prove the part of yourself that shut it down that's safe to come out. But we live in a different world today, a world where soft skills and gifts can make you money. That wasn't always the case. It wasn't always the case. So, this doesn't quite look how I thought it would, but it's enough. So, this is the type of business that you're going to want to create for a true abundance, where these three things meet, where your gifts are, where the problems are, and this is your business, and you want to be right here. The problem is you have to challenge your attachment patterns. Because I have gifts that for certain problems it can't help solve. <laughs> there are certain places maybe I don't belong, can't be. Like, I don't want to solve the problem of how to sell 
more prescription medication. I would be a pathogen in that system. And so what happens is, a lot of times, if you deny your gifts, you focus on your strength, you start some shit that drains your soul too. And you've recreated your job in a business. But for me, talking, insight, I could do it all day long. Before this event, I did a seven-day event. Would anybody guess that? Do I look tired to you? Yeah, I'm curious. No. This energizes me, not depletes me. I could go for a lot longer. I love this stuff because it's what comes naturally to me. Who follows? Does this make sense? If I had to sit down and write a TPS report every day, I'd hate that shit. Couldn't do it for more than five seconds. Okay? So we have some questions, but then I'm going to give you a somatic experience. Okay? What do you love to do? Not what did your parents or someone tell you to do. What do you love to do? What comes easily and naturally to you? Who inspires you or makes you feel jealous? Now, here's the thing. Inspiration's cool. Jealousy or envy, people don't want to admit that. But who are you tend to be envious of? Ah, people who embody your potential. You know what I do? I look at the people that I'm jealous of. I turn them into my mentors. I don't talk shit about them behind their backs. I'm like, hey, you got that thing I want? Will you teach me? And I'll do whatever I can to be in proximity, to be in the room, to invest, to show up. I want to figure that shit out. And what about people who inspire you? Are they so amazing that you could never be? What is it about people that inspire you that inspires you? Why are you inspired by that person? What is it about them that inspires you? Think about it for a second. Why would you be inspired by somebody? They help you see something differently that you value. Who follows? Does this make sense? You aren't inspired by people that you don't value. You're inspired by someone who's demonstrating a quality that you have. That's what's inspirational about it. Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information to the world, if that's something that you want to do and to be a part of spreading the word, I would be so very grateful if you could leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts so that uh, you can review this and hopefully it's a good review, but please leave an honest review. And especially if you want to leave a five-star review, I would be super stoked on that. But of course, just make it honest. But my goal is to share more trauma-informed information with the world. And I need your help to spread this information and reviews matter. So if you feel called to do that, would very much appreciate it. If you got value from this episode and from this podcast, we very much appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for hearing me out. And if you feel called, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify, and we'll see you in the next episode.